Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Alexa. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. All right, let's get this show started. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another exciting, anticipated episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge on this Monday morning. What a weekend. I tell you, every time I watch sports over the weekend, I get really excited about doing this show, and I really don't know how long this show is going to last today because there is so much content that happened over the weekend. I stayed up late. I watched that game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. I'll talk about that. I'm going to talk about all the local teams. Georgia Tech getting a big win over North Carolina at the Benz. The Dogs continue their domination. Going to recap all the high school games. Central and Russell County are rolling in Alabama. And congratulations to the United States for winning the Ryder Cup. Yeah. I'm going to talk Ryder Cup on this show. This is going to be fun. I'll even mention the pennant race with a week to go in Major League Baseball. I'm going to start this show. Normally, I take the local angle on this show dedicated to the Chattahoochee Valley, Columbus, Opelika, LaGrange, that area. You know what I'm saying. I've been doing this show for a year and a half. You know where my target audience is. But many of you know that I am a San Francisco 49ers fan. I stayed up and watched that game. I will be honest with you. When the Packers were up 17 to nothing, I thought it was over. I I tweeted it was time to bench Jimmy Garoppolo and put in Trey Lance. Not so fast. I know how terrible the rookie quarterbacks have been in the first three weeks of the season. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Jimmy Garoppolo was fine. There were some things he needed to work on. He really needs to get rid of the ball quicker because in pass protection, it was subpar. Even though the 49ers have a good offensive line, it was very average. The 49ers did get that score to close out the half. It was 17-7. They get the ball to start the second half. They score a touchdown. Now we got a ball game. It's 17-14. Yes, there was a lot of penalties in that game. A lot of pass interference calls that could have been either way. And there was penalties on both sides of the ball, including a late hit on Jaquiski Tart against Devontae Adams. The Packers are smart. They know that the 49ers are depleted at the cornerback position and so Aaron Rodgers is going to exploit that by passing it to Devontae Adams and he did a lot Aaron Rodgers played probably the best perfect game he has played to start a game but the 49ers were relentless they came back they took the lead 28 to 27 with 37 seconds left to go and first of all I was very impressed with Jimmy Garoppolo marching down to get the go-ahead score with two minutes and 42 seconds left and all their timeouts. He couldn't do that in the Super Bowl, but he did that now, and I was very happy that he was able to do that, including George Kittle with a big catch and run. Kyle Juszczyk gets in the end zone. 37 seconds left to go. The 49ers are up 28-27. to The Packers burned all their timeouts. Aaron Rodgers has no timeouts at the 25-yard line. I was skeptical. I thought maybe the pass rush for the 49ers could stop him, but you don't let Aaron Rodgers have 37 seconds left to go in the game 
for the game-winning field goal because he is going to do it nine times out of ten. And he did. And Devontae Adams was wide open on two pass plays. And the defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans, has got to be disappointed. you got to do better. I know there was a lot of things that the 49ers did not do in this game well, but this was one of those games where the superstar quarterback came out at the end. And now the 49ers are 2-1, and one, and they will take on Seattle next week. And I will hype that game up all week because that has been a great rivalry between these two hated franchises. I mean, I'm not kidding. I actually hate the Seahawks more than I hate the Dallas Cowboys. And that's saying a lot from a San Francisco 49ers fan. Don't necessarily hate the Packers. You know, my dad's a Packers fan. We rooted for the Packers and the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. We both had our shirts on and it it was fun. But Aaron Rodgers silenced the critics. He was able to get a big win on the road against the San Francisco 49ers, the team that passed on him in the 2005 NFL Draft. This was personal for Aaron Rodgers. And a couple things from this game. The defense played very well for Green Bay. They had some players out. They had Kevin Keene out. They had Zadarius Smith out. The defense actually played pretty well. And the offensive line, they were missing two starters, held serve to the ferocious D-line from the 49ers. Air Rodgers was a little bit more quicker getting the ball out. And he had these fade routes, which were unstoppable. So, yeah, I could talk about this game the entire show. It was an incredible game. And the fans are the winners. They are the real winners, I think. But locally here in Atlanta, congratulations to the Atlanta Falcons for picking up their first victory of the season. First victory for head coach Arthur Smith. I, too, was skeptical in this game because the Falcons only scored seven points going into the fourth quarter. If this is a high-powered offense, if you're going to utilize your skilled players, your weapons, Matt Ryan does not need to have his first three drives go punt, punt, punt. No, that's unacceptable. The Falcons defense kept the Falcons in this game. Falcons were up seven to six, and then the Giants took the lead. Daniel Jones converts on the two-point conversion. He bulldozes Grady Jarrett into the end zone, and now it's 14-7. All right, Matt Ryan, what are you going to do? Big plays to Cordell Patterson, big plays to Kyle Pitts. He scores the touchdown. They actually get the ball back, and Matt Ryan drives the ball down the field, and Youngway Koo kicks the game-winning field goal. That is typical Falcons football. Vintage Matt Ryan from the early days when he was able to do that, when he got the nickname Matty Ice. And now the Atlanta Falcons are 1-2. and two. And really, if you're a Giants fan, that's got to be abysmal. 0-3 It's got to be tough. I don't know if Daniel Jones is the quarterback in New York. And I think the New York media has been ripping the Giants. Their head coach, Joe Judge, their GM, Dave Gettleman, their whole front office, they have been ripping them because of the mistakes they've made. Passed on Sam Darnold and took Saquon Barkley in a draft a couple of years ago. And then drafting Daniel Jones, which I'm not sure if he is the quarterback. So the Atlanta Falcons are now 1-2, and and they will host a home game game to the Washington football team. A very winnable game. If you look at the rest of their schedule, they have a lot of winnable games. The Washington football team, the New York Jets in London, the Miami Dolphins, which we don't know if two is going to play, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have proven that they can be beaten. Now, I know that the Sunday night game was fun and it was exciting, but the big hyped up game, and it seems like every Tom Brady game this season is going to be hyped up and it could be nationally televised. That game was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Los Angeles Rams. Rams pick up the victory 34 to 24. No, the Buccaneers are not going to go undefeated this year. The Rams are 3-0, and are they the best team in football? I made an early prediction. 
prediction, I think it's going to be the Rams and Bills in the Super Bowl. Right now, the Rams look like the best team in football, and they do it on all sides of the ball. They have the best pass rusher, Aaron Donald. They have the best corner, Jalen Ramsey. And Matthew Stafford, it seems like he just fits right into this offense. And Deshaun Jackson, at age 34, coming out of nowhere, the speedster, just catching those bombs from Matthew Stafford. If the Rams have a weakness, they don't have an elite running back. They did pick up Sony Michelle from the Patriots. Daryl Henderson wasn't even in this game. Cam Akers is out for the season. But that's neither here or there. I think the Rams are going to be fine. We got a big clash in the NFC West next week as the Rams 3-0 going in to take on the Arizona Cardinals who are also 3-0. What a wild game in Jacksonville. As they won it, the game included a kick six by Jacksonville. 109 yards the other way as the Cardinals kicker tried to attempt a 68-yard field goal. But the Cardinals were just too much. They have weapons. Is this Cardinals team for real? 3-0, we will find out next week when they take on the Rams. Some of the other scores I am looking at, the Washington football team loses to Buffalo. I think Buffalo is one of the best teams in the league. Josh Allen... Man, I shouldn't have benched him. I benched him for Lamar Jackson on my fantasy team. Josh Allen would have given me 43 points. I'm kicking myself for that one. The Cleveland Browns beat the Chicago Bears 26-6. Justin Fields in his first start was abysmal. 6-20 for 68 yards. It was horrible for the Chicago Bears. And I think that all these rookie quarterbacks are not ready to start. Even Mac Jones. Mac Jones struggled a little bit with the New Orleans Saints. They beat the Patriots. It's 28-13. That game included a pick six. So we have a big showdown next week. Tom Brady goes back to Foxborough as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will take on the New England Patriots. They're hyping this game up. It's Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. The start of the game is going to be very exciting. I think this is going to be, and I'm going to make a prediction here on the show, I think this is going to be the most watched NFL regular season game in history. It's going to rival the ratings of a playoff game. All right, going down the scores. I know we got a lot of scores to cover. Wasn't that Baltimore Ravens game exciting? Lamar Jackson down 17 to 16, had a four fourth and 19 with hardly any time left on the clock and Justin Tucker kicks the longest NFL field goal in history a 66 yarder to win the game typical Lions fashion the Baltimore Ravens beat the Lions 19 to 17 who's biting who in the kneecaps now the Baltimore Ravens get it done they didn't really play all that well but they were able to get the victory. Tennessee now 2-1 and one as they beat the Colts 25-16. to 16. Carson Wentz played in this game on two sprained ankles, but he was not all that great. And the Colts, with all that talent, they're 0-3. Something's got to give. One of the games that I was watching on the NFL Red Zone that was really an exciting game went down to the wire was the Los Angeles Chargers able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs capitalizing on four turnovers by the Chiefs and the Chargers had a very interesting dilemma it was tied 24 to 24 the Chargers went in for the score they left time on the clock for Patrick Mahomes and they missed the extra point so Patrick Mahomes can win it with a touchdown but the Chargers defense held serve and they caused the Chiefs to fall to one and two. They're a favorite for a lot of people to go back to the Super Bowl, and they're one and two. Is it panic time in Kansas City? Not quite yet. You got the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Steelers. That really was a shocker. 
I think Ben Roethlisberger's done as a quarterback in Pittsburgh. In Cincinnati, they have a short week. They will play the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Thursday night game, a rematch of the 2020 National Championship, Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence. Can't wait for that game. You got the Denver Broncos beating the New York Jets 26 to nothing. I'm not sure if Robert Sala is the answer in New York, if he's the head coach. They've had some good motivated head coaches before Rex Ryan, Todd Bowles, Adam Gase was a disaster, but Robert Sala, is he really the answer? I mean, the Jets don't have any playmakers and they got rid of Sam Darnold, which is doing, which is doing well in Carolina and Zach Wilson is struggling. Another exciting game. It went all the way down to the end of overtime as the Las Vegas Raiders beat the Miami Dolphins 31-28. The Raiders are 3-0 for the first time since 2002. The last time the Raiders went 3-0, they went to the Super Bowl. So John Gruden has got them playing very well. Derek Carr is putting up amazing passing numbers. Again, he pass for 26 for 43 386 yards two touchdowns in a pick but Peyton Barber was the story in for the injured Josh Jacobs 23 carries 111 yards and a touchdown and they have a big game Monday night against the Los Angeles Chargers at SoFi Stadium the Vikings pick up their first win of the season they could easily be 3-0 right now after two heartbreaking losses to start the season they beat the Seahawks 30-17 Seattle's now 1-2 and and they're going to have to take on the San Francisco 49 Niners in Santa Clara next week. There's something wrong with this Seahawks team. Their defense is not as great as it used to be with the Legion of Boom. Their offensive line woes are still a problem. Russell Wilson is still running for his life. And I actually thought when the Vikings took a 30-17 to lead, I thought that the Seahawks were going to come back and Russell Wilson was going to win the game because he always does that. But the Seahawks had a great plan. The secondary blanketed Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and the Vikings were able to pick up the victory. You got the Monday night game tonight. You got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Dallas Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium. And that is going to be a huge game as Jalen Hurts going up against Dak Prescott. So some of my takeaways from the NFL so far in the first three weeks, the Buccaneers are not going undefeated. They're not the best team in all of football. I think the Rams have proven in the first three weeks that not only they're 3-0, but they beat all three teams that made the playoffs last year. And my worst team in the NFL so far is the New York Jets. At least the Jaguars shown some heart. They were up in that game against Arizona, and they were getting the fans all involved. Cam Robinson had some good runs. But Trevor Lawrence made one of the worst picks i ever seen. The flea flicker pick six to Arizona, and that was just bad. Bad football play. You've got to make better decisions. I still think my worst team is is the New York Jets because of the play of Zach Wilson and he's trying to do it all himself he's a gunslinger he threw two more interceptions and the Jets are in serious trouble I'm looking at their schedule I don't see them winning a game they could go 0-17 all right moving on to college football again we tend to forget how great Saturdays are as we go into Sundays I know there are fans that like just college football and they don't watch the NFL but I'm one of these sports fans that watches college football on on Saturdays and the NFL on Sundays. And now that I'm involved in high school football, I'm actually checking up high school scores on maxpreps.com. But congratulations to Georgia for beating Vanderbilt in Nashville, practically a home game for UGA. 
I don't know, was what, 90% Georgia fans? I was watching the game on TV, and it was all Georgia fans in the stadium. They needed this win because it was a very perfect win from start to finish, 62 to nothing. I seriously thought that if Alabama had a closer game against Southern Mississippi, that Georgia would steal some first-place votes from Alabama. And they did. They got one first-place vote. Alabama's still the number one team in the country, and rightfully so. You have to beat the champs to be the champs. The other local games, we had Georgia Tech getting a big win over a ranked opponent in North Carolina, 45-22. to I'm not saying Georgia Tech is back, but they're moving in the right direction, putting up 45 points. They're trying to move away from that triple option they once had. Jeff Sims, as a fresh He's looking sharp. He's going to be the future of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. He passed the ball. He carried the ball. 10 carries for 128 yards and three touchdowns. And he threw a touchdown pass. And the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets are 2-2 two and two on the season. They will take on Pittsburgh next week. Really wish they could just do that Northern Illinois game over because they played Clemson so tough. And I was really impressed with what Georgia Tech did. Some other local teams. Louisiana beat Georgia Southern on the road. Georgia Southern's 1-3 and their head coach gets fired. So the big question is, who's going to be the next coach of the Eagles? There's been talks of bringing Kennesaw State head coach Brian Bohannon over. And Georgia Southern is a good program. Once they got into FBS, they were winning bowl games and and they've been winning Sunbelt titles. They just haven't been dominating like people expected them to do. Other local teams in Georgia, Georgia State gave Auburn a scare. It was a very close game all the way down to the wire. Auburn does win the game 34-24, to but Georgia State controlled this game for the first half, going up 24-12. to Auburn did get a blocked punt, and then in comes T.J. Finley in the place of Bo Nix, and that was the deciding factor. They did get a pick six from Smoke Monday with 31 seconds left to go. But Auburn was up 27-24. to Georgia State had the ball with a chance to win. It's an impressive matchup with Georgia State for their program. I'll give them that. But Auburn has got some things they got to work on. They already fired the wide receivers head coach. And if they're going to be one of these elite teams, and they almost beat Penn State, they've got to work on some things. Other local teams, congratulations to North Georgia for going 4-0 by defeating Shorter. However, LaGrange College lost their game against UNC Wesleyan at Callaway Stadium 26-21 and LaGrange College is now 1-3 on the season. Congratulations for Mercer getting a big win 24-3 on the road against Furman and Mercer is now 2-1 on the season. Remember, their only loss was to Alabama. So Mercer doing well. They'll host Samford next week in Macon, Georgia. Like I said, I could be going an hour on this show because there's a lot to cover. I'm just going to wrap up the top 25 as the new rankings came out in the top 25 and no problem Alabama is still ranked as the number one team in all of college football. A team that slipped was Oklahoma. They're now 4-0 but they had a very close win over West Virginia. A team that moved up in the rankings is Penn State. They're now ranked number four. So the teams are Alabama, at 4-0, Georgia at number 2, Alabama had a very convincing 63-14 win over Southern Miss. Georgia beat Vanderbilt 62 to nothing. Oregon beat Arizona 41 to 19. Oklahoma dropped in the rankings because they beat West Virginia barely 16 to 13. Notre Dame moves up in the rankings. Some of the teams that really moved up in the rankings, Arkansas moved up 8 spots by getting an upset win over Texas A&M in Dallas 20 to 10 and they've got a big showdown next week in Athens 
as the number eight Arkansas Razorbacks, and they have earned their highest ranking since the 2012 season. As they will take on the University of Georgia next week, college game day will be there in Athens. That is a noon kickoff. And then wrapping up some of the other games, we had some upsets. We had Baylor beating Iowa State. Baylor's now 4-0. Iowa beat Colorado State, and they got a big game against Maryland, who's also 4-0, on Friday as Tua's younger brother is starting to get some Heisman talk. Interesting, if Maryland can win that game. Florida bounces back and beats Tennessee 38-14. UCLA beating Stanford. You have Michigan barely beating Rutgers 20-13. Another big upset. We had a couple of top 10 upsets. You got NC State beating Clemson 27-21 in double overtime. And Clemson, now 2-2, two two, has free-falled in the rankings as they are now 25th in the country. And their hopes for the college football playoff is a officially over. Notre Dame got an impressive win against Wisconsin in Chicago, and Notre Dame moves up in the rankings as well. So looking at the top 25 rankings, you got Alabama 1, Georgia 2, Oregon 3, Penn State 4, Iowa 5, Oklahoma 6, Cincinnati 7, Arkansas 8, Notre Dame 9, Florida 10. Florida is the highest ranked, Florida's the highest ranked team with a loss. You have a big game next week as Notre Dame will take on Cincinnati. After that, Ohio State three and one they still have a shot at making the college football playoff if they win out Ole Miss had the bye they're three and oh they will take on Alabama next week that is the CBS game BYU still keeps rolling they're four and oh Michigan's four and oh they're 14th Texas A&M drops eight spots they're 15th Coastal Carolina 16th Michigan State 17 Fresno State ranked 18th after getting a comfort behind win over UNLV on Friday night Oklahoma State nobody's talking about how good Oklahoma State is four and oh you got Baylor in the rankings now, they're 4-0. And then you got Wake Forest in the rankings, they're 4-0. NC State's 3-1, and and they're also in the rankings. So as we approach week five of college football, there are some intriguing games that I'm going to talk about later in the week. But first, it's high school football time. In the Chattahoochee Valley, we had some big games. I'll have my preview show on Friday. Well, I will preview the game between Central and Auburn and Opelika and Russell County. Central gets a big win over Opelika, dropping them to 3-3. Three and three. Central's now 6-0 and on the season. They defeated Opelika 38-7. Auburn is 6-0 and on the season as well. Both teams are on a collision course to meet Friday. Auburn beat Bob Jones. They're now 6-0. Russell County is 5-1 after beating Beauregard 42-14. And Russell County will take on Opelika, who is 3-3 on the season. Over to the other side of the river in Georgia. Callaway suffered its first defeat of the season by losing to Thomas County Central. They will start region play. Carver had the bye. LaGrange had a game that was canceled because of COVID. So now not a whole lot of action as far as the top teams in Georgia. Hardaway did pick up a win over Spencer, and they're now 2-2 two and two on the season. So I will preview all the games in the Valley for my high school football show on Friday. Can't wait for that. Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves swept the Padres over the weekend, and now they will have the Phillies for a three-game series. Their magic number to clinch the NL East is at five, and we have a week left to go in the Major League 
League Baseball season with the season wrapping up on Sunday. The first wild card game will be Tuesday night on ESPN as it will be the American League wild card game. Right now, it looks like it's going to be the Yankees and Red Sox. You have the Toronto Blue Jays that are a game back. So that would be an exciting game if it is that. The NL wildcard game will be Wednesday night, October the 6th on TBS. And that looks like it's going to be the Dodgers and the Cardinals. The Cardinals have pretty much locked up that second wildcard spot as they have a massive lead over the Cincinnati Reds. The Dodgers are two back from the San Francisco Giants. This is my favorite time of the year. Having high school football, college football, NFL, you got hockey starting up. You have the Columbus Rapids with their tryouts as the season will start in December. You have the River Dragons coming up, Columbus State basketball. It doesn't get any better than this. And we also have the NBA starting up. And congratulations to the United States for winning the Ryder Cup. Yes, I mentioned the Ryder Cup on my show because it was their biggest win over Europe in over 30 years. Okay, everybody. I know we embraced the storm. We got through this show but don't worry there's more shows coming all week we're going to be talking about all the things that are going on in the world of sports thank you once again for listening to this podcast and don't forget to like and subscribe to my facebook channel i hope everybody has a great rest of your day and i will talk to you tomorrow bye everybody you've been listening to the sports beat with richard holdry We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.